and salutations. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Person, Real Needs podcast. My name is Jeff Desiato. I'm excited that you're here with us today. Episode 15, entitled, When I Grow Up. Um, Before we get into the topic today, I am excited to announce we do officially have a date when we're going to have our first official guest. I know it's been up in the air for a while now, and I've been promising and not delivering, but it should be two weeks from today that the new episode with our special guest, the Executive Director of Habitat for Humanity, Montgomery County, will be on the podcast, which I'm really excited about because I feel like um, it's another step in the right direction for us as a community, uh, for my business, to do what it was intended to do, which is to give back and help people who can't help themselves find the home that they love and can make memories in. And those that don't have a place that they can call home can do that by our efforts. So that's really exciting. I know Habitat for Humanity is committed to that as well. So I think it's going to be a good partnership. Uh, also, I just wanted to say that I have been, um, I had set some goals for myself starting the year, which I, I don't think I've ever done and really followed through on. One of the things was to get a paid acting gig, which I'm happy to report I have. Um, I've been able to do that. I'm fortunate enough to be able to do that. And I'm going to be um, performing in my very first professional theater production in the month of April. It'll be every weekend in the month of April. So if you're in the area and you're interested, if you're in the, the Montgomery County, Chester County, PA area, it's going to be in Westchester, Pennsylvania. And uh, it's exciting. I'm in a production of Into the Woods. Um, it's a show I've done before. Um, but now I'm doing it and, and getting paid to do it, which is an exciting thing. That's one goal that I can cross off my list for 2016. Another goal was I wanted to run in a 5K, and I've been training for that. I've lost some weight, and I'm excited that there is a 5K right down the road from my house on April 24th, um, which I'm going to be signing up for. And the cause is really awesome. It's for it's Victim Services Center in Montgomery County, um, and it's it's to raise awareness for for sexual abuse. Uh, and those and the women that are affected by that, the children, uh, and some men in some cases. So um, it's a great cause, and I'm really excited about that, and I'm excited about being able to cross off another goal uh, that was on my list for 2016. And uh, today's topic uh, is something that kind of came to me, and I'm excited about it. Um, you can also read about it on my website. Um, there is a blog post there, but I wanted to talk about the question that we ask children all the time, which is, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I saw a funny quote that said, parents and adults ask children what they want to be when they grow up because they are looking for ideas. (laughs) And I feel like that is a a very accurate statement, even though it's satire, uh, because oftentimes we don't achieve the things that we talked about achieving as a kid. And it's not necessarily through fault of our own. It's just the way life goes and the way things are done to us or by us that change the direction or trajectory of our life. We talked about that in the past. Um, But there's an interesting quote that goes all over the internet, and it's often attributed to John Lennon. But uh, upon further research, it seems like there's no real um, source that can verify that it was a John Lennon quote. There's no article or anything interview that, that has this. Um, but it says, they asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I said happy. They told me I didn't understand the assignment, and I told them they didn't understand life. And that is a the tr- one of the truest statements I can imagine, is that we oftentimes focus so much on finding our identity in our job or in our career choice or career path, rather than 
finding our happiness in the direction that our life is headed and the things that we accomplish along the way. But for me, I, I remember it distinctly. When I was in sixth grade, I was sure that I was going to work for NASA. I was very excited about astronomy. I was learning astronomy at the time. And right at the same time, as I was really getting into NASA, space travel, exploration, all that, the movie Apollo 13 came into theaters. So I'm 32 years old now. Apollo 13 came out in 1994. So I was 10 years old when it came out. uh, And I was going to be 11 that year. And watching that movie and seeing the the events that happened to that specific space flight, Apollo 13, it left an indelible mark on my life. And I, it's not like I sit around thinking about being an astronaut. But what was interesting is that I didn't want to be an astronaut, like like many children say when they're young. I wanted to be one of the guys in mission control, on the ground, safe and sound, but solving problems and working the machines and reading the data and all that stuff, which sounds kind of boring, but not when you see the events of Apollo 13. Those three men were in, in suspended in space with no idea how they were going to get back and if it was going to work or not, and they were losing oxygen and all that. And these men worked around the clock. They had never met, probably, um, these astronauts in person. Maybe they had, maybe they hadn't. They talked to them. They worked around the clock to find a way to get them back and to avoid the greatest space catastrophe. Uh, you know, this is before the Challenger, obviously. Apollo 1, there was a, a, a horrible situation where um, they couldn't get the door open and they actually talk, they, they reflect on that in the movie Apollo 13. Um, but this would have been the, the greatest in air, you know, in outer space catastrophe. Um, to happen, and they were able to prevent that from happening. I want to go back and watch the movie because it, it did leave such an impression on me as a kid. But uh, so that's what I wanted to be. That's what like I thought about at that time. Again, I was ten years old. Um, but then you move forward a year or two, and I started. Pl- I picked up the guitar, started to learn that, and NASA faded into the background. And I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to be a rock star. Um, and it's still a big dream to say I like want to be a well-known rock star. You know, not everybody gets to achieve that, but it wasn't of the same magnitude. I feel like space exploration was something that was like life changing and had an impact on multiple people uh, where, you know, you're you're learning that you're discovering new things and you're doing things that no one else has ever done. There are plenty of people that have soared to fame and got their 15 minutes because of music. But I started to focus on that. But even then, as it, as I went on, and I got older, my dreams became more earthbound. And what I mean is I stopped thinking big and started to think more realistically, which we all we all fall into that. If we're all guilty of that. We start to be like, oh, that was a quaint little thing. I thought I could do this or that when I was a kid. And then at some point, and I don't even understand when it happened or remember, I just completely stopped aspiring for anything. And it was just living day to day. You know, I didn't think like beyond a year. Like, what am I going to be doing? I just focused so much on my daily life when I was in high school. And, you know, I got, I graduated from high school and people were like, are you going to college? I'm like, no. I'm like, well, what are you going to do? And I didn't really have an answer because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't have someone pushing me to, to find out the purpose for my life. Um, 
in the way that I needed, I guess. And, and, and I, I wasn't motivated myself to do that, to figure it out. I was lazy. And, um, you know, you go through high school, you, the four years of high school, you're trying to be something that your peers want you to be, not, not finding out who you are. And then if you do happen to go to college, you are trying to be successful student who is, that's what your parents want you to be because they're footing the bill in many cases. But then you reach adulthood and that starts to set in and your adolescence fades, hopefully. Uh, there's a lot of people I know that are almost my age and they still seem adolescent when I, when I talk to them and it's a, it's a shame. But you realize you never figured out what you want to be when you grew up and now you're grown up. But what happened to the little boy or the girl who wanted to be the president or the astronaut or wanted to be a, a ball player or fill in the blank, whatever it was that you had written down in your class project about what you wanted to be, aspire to, doctor, policeman, fireman, that kind of thing. Sadly, we start to think that we're being rational or irrational, I should say, when um, we look back on these dreams and goals that we have when we're kids Um and we think it's irresponsible to try to aim higher than anybody that's around us. Everybody around us is following this path, and I need to fall in line with it. You're growing high school, college, career. Um, no one says you should be an entrepreneur when you're young. Nobody really thinks about that, talks about that, encourages you to create, encourages you to test the boundaries. Nobody really does that. They say, this is what you do in order to be successful. You fit into this box. And that's a challenge for me specifically because I don't like to fit in boxes at all. Where has it gotten us really? We have a society that is so drowned themselves and, and uh, intoxicated themselves on the idea of higher education and we are limiting people's ability to create and limiting people's ability to find new ways to do things because we are encouraging them to just learn for the sake of passing tests. We're not encouraging people to learn. We're encouraging people to uh, get A's. You know, it's, there's not they're not the same thing. And what I found uh, for me specifically is that I started to limit myself, and I, I stopped believing that I could do something huge, and I kind of put everything on the back burner. Now, there are going to be those that disagree with the way I'm thinking and say, well, you can't possibly base the entire direction of your life on what you wanted to be when you were seven years old or 10 years old. And I totally agree with you. My brother was, he, you know, he, in kindergarten, they asked you, what did you want to be when you grew up? And they had doctor, astronaut, and next to my brother's name, it said bartender slash musician, because that's what my dad was at the time. And that's what he said he wanted to be at that age. So, for the rest of his life, he could have been that had he based his whole identity on what he wanted to do when he was five. And that's not what I'm saying. If you are a bartender, you're a musician, and that's your chosen profession, and you're happy, that's awesome. My point is not you should be what you said when you were five years old. My point is that when we were young, we never thought things were beyond our reach. We didn't say, well, that's unrealistic for me to to hope to be that. Like my son says things like, I'm going to be a professional baseball player and um, a race car driver. Like It's like he doesn't understand. Like We put limits on that and say, well, like you can't be one or the other. 
And we'd even do that with our, our kids in school. Like, if you want to be really good at football, you can't play basketball or you can't do these other things because you need to focus your attention. Instead of saying, you're going to have plenty of time in your life to focus on one thing, go out there and chase as many things as you can until you know you found the thing. That's why I feel like we limit ourselves and we say, like, I need to know what I'm doing by the time that I'm 16 so that I can go to college uh, tour colleges and find out their best college for that education, etc. Um, but I don't know if that's necessarily a, a healthy thing because, you know, when life gets in the way and those big decisions start to hit you at a young age, you don't know how to handle them. So what you do is you push all your dreams to the side. You rationalize them away because now you're a sensible human being. You've been given a, a, a high school diploma or whatever. Now, I've talked about this and I, I had a Facebook video about it for leap year. Um, so you can check out my Facebook page. Um, it's, it's, uh, facebook.com slash Desiato homes. You can, you can find the video on there, but I'm currently reading a book by John a cuff called start punch fear in the face, escape average, do work that matters. And one of the chapters is it talks about editing. You know, it talks about learning, editing, harvesting. There's all these different times of your life and you have to go through these processes in order to get to the end goal. And and just in, in thinking back on what I've been reading and stuff, my take on it is that there are always going to be things that come along that may seem like a bridges out sign on the pathway to your dream. You're, you're heading in a certain direction and you get a roadblock and it's just like, oh, okay, I can't go any further. But in reality, it may be that your dream is not yet fully realized. Like for instance, for me, like I kind of know what I want to do ultimately with my life. But there are tons of ways to do it. There's no one way. But we oftentimes hit a roadblock to that goal and we go, oh, I guess that wasn't what I was supposed to do. I'm just going to go get a nine to five job and waste away doing something I hate because I tried once and that's it. Um, it may be that you need to take a different path in order to get to your destination or more commonly, uh, it may just be that you need more time for the bridge to be completed the bridge is out, but they're working on it so that you can get there eventually, but it's not time now. It's not a turn around and never come back sign. It's just saying the current state of the bridge, <laughs> you know, understand? And people ask me, you know, or I, I actually say myself and I ask other people like, what did you want to be when you grow up? But I also say, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. And they, people laugh and we have a good laugh about it, but I'm dead serious. Like, I truly believe that there should be some Peter Pan in all of us. And I don't mean like the bratty one from the Geico commercials, even though I think it's so funny and everybody hates me for liking it. When the kid's like, oh, wow, you've aged terribly. And it's Peter Pan talking to all his friends that are now like in their 60s. It's hilarious. Um, but we should have a little bit of that rebellious streak in us. There, You know, we should have that, I want to fly, I can fly, and I refuse to grow up. Um, but I don't mean we should be immature. And I think sometimes people mishear what I'm saying when I say we should still be trying to figure out what we want to be when we grow up. Because saying grow up makes it sound like you've arrived and there's no more growing to do. The growing has stopped. But I think that it's not about immaturity. It's about being willing to look up at the moon and think that we could one day walk on the face of it. That's the idea. 
you know, that we had when we were kids. And it was important for us to push onward and not listen to voices that said, you can't, it can't be done. It can't be done. Uh, if you think about Peter Pan, you know, he talks about how you get to Neverland. It's the second star on the right straight on till morning, right? And that idea, and they they just have to, you know, they have fairy dust or, or, you know, pixie dust, I think it is. And they have to think happy thoughts. It's just really interesting, the whole way that ties together. And they can fly, and they go to this place where everything is amazing. And, you know, people want to go back there. And when they grow up, they can't go back. They can't dream anymore. They can't experience that adventure anymore because they've become too rational or they've become too organized or professional, but they've lost that childlike belief or faith. And I think that could apply to anything that could apply to your, your spiritual faith. It could apply to your faith in yourself, your desire to pursue things that maybe people I've told you that are not worth pursuing, whatever it may be. I think about Jim Lovell, Fred Hayes, Jack Swigert, they're the three men that were on Apollo 13. And I'm sure that, you know, they've, once NASA came a-calling and the opportunity for them to get involved in the space program and all that stuff, and they told people like, hey, we're going to like go into outer space. People were probably like, what? You're nuts. It didn't stop them, though. They were willing to almost lose everything in pursuit of that dream. They almost lost their lives, their families, everything, because they wanted to get to the moon. That was their goal. And though they never got to achieve that goal by setting foot on the moon because they had to turn around and and do this crazy, miraculous return back to Earth. Jim Lovell says that that trip was a successful failure. Like they failed, but they were successful in that they overcame insurmountable odds to do something that many people could never have done, to get as close as they could to fulfilling their dream to put everything on the line to fulfill the dream. So I found that really interesting, and that's something that inspires me even now. Even though they never got to the moon, and I'm sure that probably bothered them, I found it really interesting, too, that not one of them went back into space after that. Even though for Fred Hayes and Jack Swigert, that was their first trip into outer space. They said, that's enough for me, not doing that again. And while I can totally understand that because they almost lost their lives and they probably never wanted to relive that. I think we on a much smaller scale take that approach. Like I tried and it didn't work out. Um, whereas opposed to um, Ken Mattingly, I think is his name is the, is the man who was um, he was supposed to be on the flight and they took him off because he had been exposed to the measles and they didn't want him to get sick while he was in outer space. So they bumped up the backup, which was Jack Swagger. And Mattingly never ended up getting sick, and he didn't get to go into outer space. But what's really interesting is even though he was on the ground helping them to get him back, and he witnessed that happen to his friends, he went back, and he ended up accomplishing that goal of going into outer space and and going on a moon uh, mission, which I find really inspiring, that he didn't allow that horrible event that happened to his friends to, to persuade him to take a back seat and to to stop fulfilling his dream. That's inspiring to me and it was inspiring me inspiring to me when I was a husky insecure 10-year-old who loved astronomy. I still think about that. And there's a part of me that still says when I grow up, I'm going to touch the moon. The next time someone tells you to grow up, take it as a compliment. You're never too old to learn and grow and realize your dream. You need to 
move forward and feel like you are accomplishing something, then that's fine. You never want to feel like you've arrived because then you start to get sedentary, you start to collect moss, and there's no life in you anymore. You always want to be learning, always want to be moving towards that, always wanting to say that there's more room to grow. That's, that's I hope, the message that you get out of this today. I still think about it. What do I want to be when I grow up? What I'm doing right now, I don't know if I'll be doing it in five years. Anytime I was at a job and they'd say, where do you see yourself in five years? I could never answer that question. And I would say, I'm not going to answer that question because I don't want to put a limit on what I can do. The only thing I ever said in response to that question was to be in a position where I was doing something that I loved and I could support my family completely without my wife feeling like she needed to uh, contribute by working if she didn't want to. That, that's the only way I ever answered those questions. Because for me to sit in a, in a cubicle or in an office and have somebody ask me, where do you see yourself in five years? They're asking that question, hoping for me to say, I see myself in this company five years from now. Which, if that's where you see yourself, great. Be truthful and honest. But always be truthful and honest. So if that's not where you see yourself, that you don't commit to that just because you want that raise. Or you want that promotion. Because you're not being true to yourself. You're not allowing yourself the growth that is necessary for us to achieve everything we were created to achieve. The purposes that God placed on all of our lives. If you say, I know what I'm going to be doing five years from now, then you're questioning the grand designer of all things. You're questioning his orchestrative hand. I don't know if that's a word, but I like it. Orchestrative. Um, so... That's what when people tell me like you need to grow up or that's that shows that you you have a lot of learning to do. Great, <laughs> that's that's a good thing. It's a good thing to learn and to continue to grow. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. Hopefully you'll stay tuned for more episodes. I appreciate those of you who have subscribed to the podcast. If you're new to the podcast, go back and get caught up. I encourage you to download all of the past ones so you can get to know who I am. Um, obviously I work in real estate, but I have a lot of things that I, a lot of opinions, a lot of thoughts on other things as well. I encourage you to check out my website, realpersonrealneeds.com. You can find out about my real estate business. You can find out about my acting, my my singing, my my church service that I do, all of that. It's all, I'm an open book, like I said. So I appreciate those of you that have tuned in. Spread the word. Share us on Facebook, on social media platforms. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review because that lets people know that what we're doing here is valid and it matters and uh, people are being inspired by it. Send me an email if you choose to do so. Thanks a lot for listening. I'll see you next time. Godspeed. Godspeed.